재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 well, Some horrific scenes in Istanbul, Turkey this past Tuesday Sounds of gunfire and explosions rocking Ataturk International Airport which is the country's main air hub In the aftermath of this, 44 people were confirmed dead so far and more than 200 injured This was a very brazen attack from three heavily armed suicide attackers The latest, actually, uh, in a violent surge of attacks directed at Turkey in recent years. And to help us get a better understanding of this situation, very pleased to have joining us from the University of St. Andrews, lecturer in terrorism studies, Dr. Peter Lear. Hello. Good evening. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, The claims by the Turkish officials indicate that they believe this is the work of ISIS. Uh, there is no official claim of responsibility. Uh, what do you um, make of that situation so far? Well, uh, what we know so far is the three suicide bombers were from Dagestan, Kyrgyzstan and Uzbekistan, which is usually a recruitment area for both Al-Qaeda, Al-Nusra and ISIS. Uh, hence, uh, the claim that ISIS is behind it is plausible. It could, however, also be Al-Nusra front, which is more Al-Qaeda related. So in the end, we don't know for sure at the moment. Uh, the uh, Turkish officials, though, they're not necessarily disclosing any intel that they may have that uh, might lead them to indicate that among those three groups that you mentioned, al-Nusra, al-Qaeda, or ISIS, that um, they believe it's, it is likely to be ISIS? Uh, yeah, I basically I would also bet uh, my money on, on uh, this being ISIS, because ISIS threatened to attack Turkey Uh, since uh, 2013 when uh, uh, when Turkey started to close its borders to Syria to stop the influx of uh, Syrian refugees and also uh, the influx of uh, uh, jihadis from European descent who came uh, via cheap airlines to Turkey, to Istanbul, Ankara, and then simply crossed the border. Typically, and and again, I know that this is not necessarily always the case, but you usually see ISIS... uh, with a very proud uh, claim of responsibility for various attacks that have occurred uh, around the world. Why do you think, if indeed um, the premise that ISIS is responsible is the correct one, why do you think uh, they have not claimed responsibility officially yet? That's a good question. Uh, Actually, it's quite interesting to note that ISIS normally claims responsibility for attacks that happen outside of the Middle East, say, for example, uh, Paris battles or so. Then they are very quick. Uh, with regard to Turkey, I, I don't really sh- I'm not really sure why they actually uh, do not claim responsibility, but I think uh, they create a kind of an area of fear and instability within Turkey, which suits them very well. Uh, so uh, hard to say, um, and I must say, actually, as a, tour- as a terrorist specialist, I'm a bit spooked why they act very, co- uh, very differently in this theater uh, as opposed to, uh, to the West. Oh, can you elaborate on that? Why? Uh, well, in the end, you see, if they attack outside of their own area, i.e. in Europe or in, in other places of the world, uh, that's, of course, uh, something very special. They mm. have uh, well-trained uh, um, terrorist uh, activists uh, infiltrating into Europe or so. So basically to attack in Paris and Brussels, and that's not to diminish uh, the casualties in Istanbul and other places, and that's a bit like a major success. Uh, with regard to Turkey, you see, in the West, we are always very aloof to, uh, to that because there's always uh, a groundswell of violence and all that stuff. And maybe uh, these attacks don't stand out much. I don't know. At the moment, basically, your guess is as good as mine. Right. Uh, as far as Turkey is concerned, it's been a very difficult balancing act for them. 
You mentioned uh, Syria. Uh, they also, of course, have a long-running, um, I suppose, uh, standoff with, with the Kurds in that region and allegedly supporting uh, various Islamist militants to, to fight the Kurds. Has that really been sort of the crux of the issue and the dilemma that they face right now? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, you realize very quickly in other theaters as well that sponsoring or at least tolerating terrorist groups in order to weak your enemies, uh, killing with a bold knife, as the saying goes, uh, might backfire very quickly. Uh, Pakistan realized that when supporting Taliban, and now I think Turkey uh, realizes that giving them safe havens, uh, financing them, uh, keeping borders open so that lots of wannabe jihadis could get in, was not a winning formula because in the end the chickens will come home to roost and don't forget in Turkey you have about 2.8 million refugees from Syria. That's not to say that all of them are terrorists, uh, of course not, uh, but there has been quite an influx of militants, uh, as you can see now, who can attack in Rehan Lee, for example, in 2013, in Diyarbakir in 2015, so I think Turkey is wide open for ISIS attacks at the moment. So yes, uh, Turkey okay. is about to pay a very hefty price. You mentioned uh how ISIS, um, if they're not claiming responsibility, uh, there is this uh, desire to sow fear and, of course, the definition of terrorism, terror throughout the populace. Strategically speaking, um, why is it important for ISIS to have these uh, repeated attacks against Turkey? Is it really simply um, that issue with Syria and the open borders and the refugees? Well, I think destabilizing Turkey is very much uh, uh, something that uh, ISIS and maybe also Al-Nusra is aiming at uh, because then they're weakening maybe uh, Turkey's resolve to do something worthwhile against them, maybe opening the borders again, maybe returning to the policy of giving them uh, um, tacit support. I don't think they have territorial uh, uh, aims and objectives mm. in Turkey. Uh, that is a bit outside of their self-declared caliphate. Uh, so in the end, it's just weakening. It's just basically giving, uh, putting revenge down for the Turkish uh, airstrikes on ISIS positions. Don't forget that since September 2014, ISIS, uh, Turkey is now a, a member of these anti-ISIS coalitions, and there have been a, a number of airstrikes of uh, the Turkish Air Force against ISIS-held positions. So in the end, basically, uh, ISIS sees uh, Turkey now as an enemy, as a partner uh, in, in this war, so to speak. And speaking of that goal to weaken uh, Turkey's resolve uh, in that uh, fight, what do you think ultimately Turkey's reaction will be? Do you think they will actually maybe double down, uh, be even more aggressive, or do you think there will be a rethinking of strategy? No, I think uh, uh, in the end uh, you, uh, there will be more airstrikes, and you could even make the point that uh, with regard to Erdogan's uh, president's uh, aims and objectives, it might help them, help him, because uh, you see Erdogan is setting up a very, uh, let's say, authoritarian regime, mm. and now you have this clamor of the Turkish people for more security, uh, which means he can crack down even harder on his opposition forces, uh, be they Kurds or ISIS or whatever, and getting a carte blanche from his population. So in the end, uh, and there are many partners who can play the game here. So I think uh, for the short run, actually, uh, with regard to uh, actually and shoring up his regime, Erdogan might profit. Uh, so I think in the future, in the near future, you will see even more airstrikes against ISIS. And uh, let's be very honest about that. Uh, there's only one way to defeat ISIS, and that's basically rolling them back and defeating them in the Near East. Certainly, uh, as you point out, a lot of political, uh, strategic, uh, military calculations in play here. Uh, we're going to leave it there. Dr. Lear, thank you so much for joining us for your time. Yeah, thank you.
That's Dr. Peter Lear, a lecturer from University of St. Andrews. Soul City News, up next.